0: BLOB TALK RADIO When you're threatened by a stranger When it looks like you will take a licking <laughs> There is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you Just call that chicken Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show Brought to you by Calm Box Feeds My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer Author of the Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens National spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds Program and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to join us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of chicken whisperer magazine once again i would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to backyard poultry with the chicken whisperer brought to you by our good friends over at Kalmbach feeds at combock feeds our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural antibiotic free with no animal byproducts formulated just for laying hens Our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Combox Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then check out Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from 100% appearance grade western red cedar with galvanized hardware and advanced all-weather joinery right here in the USA. Compared to other coops, Urban Coop Company coops will last longer and look better doing it. They're designed to be both beautiful and functional. In fact, they have earned the Chicken Whisperer seal of approval and are Chicken Whisperer approved. I invite you to browse their website to learn more about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. Urban Coop Company is a family-owned business located in Dripping Springs, Texas, USA. They're passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit them online at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business, providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for the beginner or advanced poultry keeper. Stromberg's should be on the top of your list when it comes time to order. Shop online at www.strombergschickens.com call today at 1-800-720-1134 remember that Stromberg'sChickens.com. when you need an incubator think frenzy the incubation specialist Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brensey.com. Brency spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's brincy.com or call. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Frenzi, technology you can trust. Give the Water the easy way now You can Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice Continues his fight for law And order. So when you Hear that cry in the sky You'll know it's Super Chicken. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on backyard poultry with the chicken whisperer i do hope that you had an absolutely wonderful holiday weekend with family and friends hope you it ended up being a very safe and fun holiday for you we had a good time with family we did have a chance to go out and see some uh, fireworks and i just had some good family time so um it was great and i hope you had the same over the weekend but it is monday it's back to work for a lot of us and uh hey it is what it is but hey I love what I do, spreading the chicken love from coast to coast, getting geared up for our fall Chicken Whisperer Tour, uh, which looks like it's going to be pretty much the southeast. We've got uh, Alabama for sure, probably Tennessee, um, north and South Carolina, maybe Virginia, and uh, maybe even to parts of Kentucky. And then there may be uh, either um, a little bit of uh, events in Florida, um, either uh, probably later this uh, fall, possibly in November, or we may wait and try to do some in February before we officially start our spring tour uh, and go to the ComBot Feeds dealer conference, which will be the first part of March. But nonetheless, we're getting ready. We're getting excited. Uh, it's always fun to be on the road and meet fans and uh, chicken lovers alike and uh, go to these uh, feed stores, talking with them, uh, educating those folks uh, about what you know, their customers out in the chicken world are really wanting. type of products and um, just the the whole nine yards it's really a great experience and we love doing that and uh, we'll bring magazines we'll bring books we'll bring informational and stuff from usda Uh, in fact that's one of the announcements that i would like to make uh, this morning very excited we do this twice a year it's absolutely free Um, We team up together, there's the USDA APIS program, there's CDC, Center for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, and yours truly, Chicken Whisperer Incorporated, and we team up together twice a year and we do a free online webinar, uh, and at the same time the webinar is going on, there is a a Twitter chat as well where you can ask questions uh, to USDA uh, poultry veterinarians and experts. And we already have a date. We've already got a poster. I'll be sharing it on our Facebook page a little bit later today. You can register now. It is the Practice Backyard Bird Biosecurity. Learn from the experts. A free USDA webinar and Twitter chat. It's going to be Thursday, August 6th. And here's the cool part. Due to popular demand, we've done this now for probably the last four years anyway, maybe five years, um, twice a year. And uh, we normally do it at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. People are at work, people can't, you know, maybe tune in, maybe the not. So we get a lot of comments and requests to have it in the evening. So here you go. You asked for it, you got it, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Okay, so that's Thursday, August 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So we'll be in the evening. Some of the things we'll be talking about, learn how to recognize and protect your birds from devastating diseases like um, avian influenza. Uh, How to protect your family from illness caused by your birds. Ways to keep predators and disease-carrying birds, uh, wild birds away from your flock. Where to find resources to help you get good, reliable information. The do's and don'ts of uh, live bird market ways and woes of raising backyard poultry. What to expect from your flock in the fall and how to get your birds ready for winter. So those are just some of the things we're going to touch on in the hour-long webinar, absolutely free. Let me see if the, uh, um, let's see, reserve your, here, very simple, healthybirdswebinar.com. That's where you can register absolutely free, healthybirdswebinar.com. Very cool. So I wanted to share that with you, which is really cool information. Also wanted to share uh, with everybody that we did after the radio show, I guess it was on Friday, Thursday, Thursday, I think it was because we had CDC on talking about the current salmonella outbreak. Dr. McCrae was on talking about salmonella in general. We uh, gave away the coop. I announced the winner, and uh, but she didn't pick up the phone while we were live on the air. But immediately after the show, of course, Murphy's Law, we did uh, get in contact with her. And so uh, congratulations to her. Let me scroll down. I will announce that again, because we did post it on our Facebook page. Uh, yes, we did. Um, and if I can find it here. Yes. Angela Bailey, yep, congratulations, Angela Bailey from Jonesboro, Tennessee. She won that awesome chicken coop uh, brought to you uh, by SnapLockChickenCoops.com. Check them out. You can see that coop that she won, SnapLockChickenCoops.com, and it was the larger of the two coops they produced. How cool is that? But if you didn't win, don't worry. There's another contest going on right now. Yep in our magazine, Chicken Whisperer Magazine, Uh, just go to chickenwhisperermagazine.com, how easy is that, and then uh, you'll find the contest there pretty easily, and you can enter, and that is for the Starter Coop from urbancoopcompany.com, you heard the ad uh, uh, earlier in the uh, break, and uh, Starter Coop, really great coop, good quality, I've visited where they manufacture these in America out in uh, the Dripping Springs, of Texas, just outside of uh, Austin, I believe it is. And uh, great folks over there, and you can win that, or have a chance to win that absolutely free by entering over at chickenwhispermagazine.com. And we may have another Coop coming up here, probably not in July, nope, uh, but maybe in August we'll do a poop uh, contest again here on Facebook, giving away more Coops than anybody on the planet. Proud of that, thanks to our awesome sponsors. So we've got that. Going on as well. I think that's all the announcements I have. Mainly the important thing I hope you had a wonderful and safe holiday with family and friends. Great show lined up for today. We have Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, founder of FirstStateVetsupply.com. We're talking about, we're going to review, there's a great article, uh, and I'll look it up here in just a minute, which probably was the summer article I'm thinking of last year. I'm going to guess maybe the summer issue of 2014. Um, An article, uh, I think it was also by Peter Brown, the chicken doctor, about vitamins and electrolytes. So we thought, being the heat of the summer, we would have another good review about vitamins and electrolytes. How to use them, when to use them, what they're good for, um, the benefits, maintaining uh, egg production through the summer, things like that. Because we all know that heat is far more detrimental to our birds than the cold ever will be. And so let's just get right to it. I'll head on over here to the phone lines. And we'll bring live Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. Hey, Peter, thanks for joining us. Hope you had an absolutely fabulous weekend. I did, Andy. How about yourself? We did. Had a good time with uh, family. Didn't do, do a whole lot. We did go see fireworks. And uh, here at the campground, they had a Fourth um, of July uh, uh, golf cart parade, probably about, I don't know, maybe about 40 golf carts. They just decked them out to, to the quay to with uh, flags and spinners and all kinds of neat, you know, fun patriotic things and, so we got to watch that and did go to a barbecue with, with my dad and, uh, over where he lives. They do a annual Fourth of July an Independence Day barbecue and we had uh, that with him in the golf park parade and then we saw fireworks that night. So a good time with family which we enjoy and uh, glad to hear you had a great time. Um a great time as well. And we thank you for joining us again today for a review on vitamins and electrolytes.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a it's a good topic. Uh <clears throat> the timing is, is right, the uh, summer months, uh um, vitamins, electrolytes uh, play, in my opinion, a, uh, a uh, important part uh, in the overall um, health and well-being of, of a flock. Um, you know, te- technically birds don't always need to be uh, uh, supplemented with vitamins and electrolytes, but uh, when you get into the, uh, the warm months, <clears throat> the birds have a tendency to eat less. Uh, we don't want them eating during the middle of the day, so uh, some folks... Uh, uh, might take their feed away um, as consuming the feed during the middle of the day when it's uh, blazing hot outside is going to uh, uh, raise their body temperature and uh, actually put more stress on them uh, from a heat standpoint. So, um, uh, you know, not all birds will back away from the feed. You know, some birds, when they're hungry, they're hungry and they'll go eat. Other birds, uh, when they're just too hot, they'll just go sit down. So, uh I can't say everybody pulls, pulls their feet up. Uh, we don't do it here uh, simply because they have a giant area to go into with plenty of shade, plenty of water, uh, plenty of opportunity to get away from everything. And to be honest with you, I've never seen the birds here stressed uh, at all from heat, no panting of any kind, even uh, when it's extremely hot out. So, uh, they're allowed to get away from each other. Uh, and we do that for several reasons. Um, one is because there's a majority of roosters in the group. Uh, We've got about 12 birds left now that are um, uh, left in our geriatric flock. And uh, um, I think there's only uh, somewhere around two, three hens, maybe a little bit more, maybe four tops. The rest are all roosters. So, you know, you have to have room for them to get away from each other so that they don't fight. And uh, by and large, we don't have that problem with them either. Um, So, uh, you know, we don't supplement here. Um, on any kind of regular basis uh, with uh, vitamins electrolytes uh, plenty of, uh, of fresh water uh, and opportunities to get out of the Sun but not everybody has that luxury uh, and I understand that so um, you know some of the the rhyme and reason uh, why you would uh, you know, supplement it's not only heat related uh, but it can be uh, related to uh, other stresses uh, whether it's cold temperatures whether it's uh, high temperatures uh, whether it's uh, vaccination, uh, whether it's handling, whether it's disease, uh, all of these things, uh, bullying in the flock, stresses that come from that. We talked about it last week, about uh, the corticosteroids that are produced by the uh, by the bird's glandular uh, uh, system, which will then in turn uh, shut down temporarily, at least the immune system, making them more vulnerable. Uh, and this is why we see birds that uh, were fine today but stressed out uh, over a period of a couple of days maybe uh, uh, come down with something whether it be coccidiosis or a respiratory issue or, or something along those lines so they do play an important uh, role uh, in uh, the overall uh, well-being of, of the birds um, vitamins um, the they really uh, the de- definition technically of vitamins it's really a um, Organic compound uh, that are needed by the uh, by the birds and or animals, humans included, uh, in their everyday life to sustain uh, good overall health. Uh, the deficiency of, of uh, vitamins in any way, shape, or form uh, over an extended period of time uh, will cause uh, different uh, health issues, and we'll go into some of them here. We'll we'll uh, give you a list, a little bit of a listing of uh, of what the uh, different vitamins. Uh, uh, do when they are, are deficient. We also have to have a bird that has a intestinal tract that's capable then of uh, absorbing properly the uh, nutrients that we're going to give them, uh, whether it be food, whether it be water, uh, and that water containing the vitamins and electrolytes. So if you're looking to, to supplement, uh, you, know, you wanna make sure that you don't have worms, you don't have coccidiosis or enteritis or any other uh, intestinal problem that's going to uh, make it tougher for you to accomplish uh, the goals that you want to accomplish with uh, using the vitamins electrolytes. Uh, Vitamin electrolyte packages by and large are uh, inexpensive. Um, uh, Vitamins are sold uh, historically, um, especially with poultry, by the pound. Um, So when you look at the back of a a bag of uh, uh, vitamins electrolytes, you look at the ingredients Uh, When you look at those ingredients, it's not telling you uh, exactly the the truth in totality. You have to take all of the, uh, depending on the size of the package, uh, you have to look at it and divide it either by two or by four, and that's because uh, when we concentrate vitamins, we put it in a four-ounce package. uh, Those numbers on the back are still uh, going to represent what is in a pound of that product. So uh, you have to kind of divide things out a little bit and... uh, uh, it makes a difference as, as to uh, to uh, what is actually in the product. Uh, uh, on occasion, we've talked about uh, the old and This is the same type of a thing. Uh, the bag can weigh uh, 8 ounces, uh, but you're not having uh, all of those vitamins in the strength on the back of the bag, in that bag. If it's an 8-ounce package, you divide by 2, uh, whatever number. So if it said it had a uh, thousand units, for argument's sake, of vitamin A, you would only have 500 in the bag. Okay, and if it was a four-ounce package, uh, and it still had the same numbers on the back, it still had the 1,000, and you would have 250,000 in there. Okay, instead of uh, uh, or 250 rather than a uh, thousand. So <clears throat> it, it makes a difference. Uh, read the label, uh, read and know what you're buying. Uh, many times I've had people uh, uh, that didn't understand a difference between a concentrated vitamin and a regular standard uh, vitamin package Uh, and it does make a difference Um, when they say concentrated you're you're really getting more uh, of the uh, uh, vitamins and and so on in the bag uh, than you would be with your standard eight ounce uh, or six ounce package so just keep that in mind Uh, but Sometimes uh, we see folks who are using feed that they got at a bargain price at the uh, feed store or they're buying feed uh, from a store uh, or a supplier uh, that uh, doesn't move feed as rapidly as as other places might, Uh, and then we end up with uh, feedstuffs that have started to degrade a little bit and uh, the birds aren't getting all the nutrition and, and uh, that kind of thing. So we have a tendency to want to um, use the vitamins and electrolytes to, uh, during that period of time. Uh, the electrolyte portion of your vitamins, generally, uh, is considered uh, concerning um, um, sodium and potassium, uh, and this will help the bird retain uh, the uh, moisture that they may be losing uh, due to panting and trying to keep themselves uh, cool uh, during hot weather. So uh, there may be other things in certain vitamin packages. Uh, For instance, uh, there may be iron, there may be cobalt, uh, and these are trace minerals that are uh, uh, not related to vitamins at all, but they are uh, uh, minerals that are needed in in extremely small amounts, uh, you know, in a bird's diet, human's diet, or other animal's diet in order to sustain life, sustain good health. So always keep those things in, in mind. Um, it always makes me laugh. I see people uh, say uh, they have a bird with rye neck and uh, everybody says, oh, run and get polyvysol. Well, that's fine. It's okay. Well, oh, make sure you get the one without iron. It really doesn't matter. Uh, birds need iron, um, you know, to uh, in their daily uh, diet as well. So getting a bird uh, the polyvysol with iron is not going to hurt them one bit. Uh, it's um, some fantasy thing that somebody dreamt up somewhere on the internet, I'm sure, and has passed it around and not to get the one with uh, with iron in it. The iron will not hurt them whatsoever. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, hemoglobin of the blood requires iron uh, on a daily basis uh, in order to uh, uh, to uh, make uh, red blood cells uh, in the bird. So, uh, that's one of the important things that you need to keep in mind when you're dealing with, with all of this stuff. Um, You have a question and you you don't understand it you can always uh, uh, get a hold of me uh, or come back and listen to the archive shows um, and uh, get the information that's uh, uh, important uh, to your bird's uh, overall health. So you take these organic compounds, meaning vitamins, and uh, they've been broken down over the years into two uh, separate uh, categories. Uh, One of the water soluble and the others are the fat-soluble. And um, what it really means to you at the end of the day, there are more water-soluble vitamins than there are fat-soluble vitamins, okay? Um, The water-soluble are taken up through the gut um, uh, that are um, after the bird drinks water and when it goes through the uh, intestinal tract. uh, It's picked up by the the intestine and used uh, in that fashion. Uh, The uh, the fat-soluble vitamins uh, are a little bit different, uh, and they are absorbed much the same way that fats would be absorbed from uh, food that the bird is consuming. So uh, other factors um, that I won't go into extreme depth, but uh, birds that have a uh, compromised uh, uh, liver, liver, or birds that are having digestive problems um, may over a period of time uh, become deficient in some of the fat soluble vitamins because it quite requires just like all fats the liver to help break it down uh, there has to be enough bile moving from the gallbladder uh, to be mixed with these uh, things and to break them down into uh, to, um, uh, usable type uh, fats and extract the vitamins uh, out of the, the, the food as well as the protein uh, and so on. So all of these things play uh, a role in how these uh, vitamins are going to uh, uh, help the bird, uh, but make no mistake about it, uh, on a daily basis these vitamins need to be replaced especially in birds that are high producing. So if you've got and it doesn't matter what breed it is. What matters is how productive the bird is. Uh, so, if you're looking at birds that are meat birds who are putting on uh, rapid weight gains, um, small vitamin deficiencies can cause them to have leg problems. Okay, uh, small. Um, uh, it can cause uh, rickets in a bird when you have uh, vitamin D deficiency, and they get little uh, fractures in their rib cage. Uh, you can see that uh, when you harvest the bird. Um, so it's just these little things, and you may, you may not see it on the outside of the bird. And uh, uh, you, know, you wouldn't see something like that until you uh, were harvesting that bird for the freezer. But these birds uh, today, a lot of them uh, grow very rapidly, um, and even small deficiencies of vitamins, minerals, uh, and this sort of thing can uh, cause them to have all kinds of problems. So we, when you look at birds that are high producers, egg producers, uh, and that doesn't make any difference. to what the bird is producing the eggs for? If they're producing them at the table, uh, it's no different than a bird that's producing them for reproduction. Okay, a lot of folks are out there uh, that have birds. They sell the uh, uh, they hatch and sell the excess uh, chicks off, uh, which is fine. But at the same time, uh, those birds are under a lot of stress. Uh, they are under a lot of pressure, uh, and they are producing at a at a high rate. Many of them. Uh, and uh, uh, they need to be kept up nutritionally and they need to be kept up uh, health-wise in order for all of these things to come together, because we've talked about it before, a deficiency in one thing can mean a deficiency in a whole lot of other vitamins, minerals, uh, and and so on. So there is an interaction between um, uh, different uh, vitamins, uh, and uh, so a lack of one vitamin can hold up the absorption of other vitamins or minerals. Okay, uh, for instance, in the case of uh, eggshell production, a deficiency in vitamin D3 is going to give you uh, soft-shelled eggs, uh, rough-shelled eggs. Uh, certainly there are diseases that can do it, but we're talking about vitamins. So uh, you get a, uh, the calcium-phosphorus ratio out of balance, and then you can have all the vitamin D3 you want, but if there isn't enough calcium, well, there isn't enough uh, phosphorus there to make that, uh, ion exchange uh, in the bird's blood system, uh, you're not going to have a good eggshell. may not have an eggshell at all. Well, you might have as a as a membrane. So you need to keep all these things in mind that one thing works on another, uh, and certain vitamins uh, as well uh, are important to uh, producing helping produce uh, antibodies and helping to uh, help those antibodies fight off uh, diseases. Okay. So when we look at the uh, water-soluble vitamins, uh, you're basically looking at your uh, uh, vitamin B1, two, B3, so that's thiamin, riboflavin, uh, niacin, uh, B5, panthenic acid, uh, pyridoxine, B6, uh, folic acid, B9. Uh, uh, another one uh, kicked around is vitamin H, which is biotin. Okay, uh, and obviously uh, vitamin C. All of those are consumed by uh, birds, animals, and humans on a daily basis through their food. Uh, as a general rule, uh, the body processes and uses what it needs and excretes the rest out. Uh, if you want to practice on yourself, get a, get a bottle of uh, B-complex vitamins, take a few of them, and uh, shortly afterward, when you have to urinate, you will uh, have a very heavy odor of vitamins in your urine. And that's the body saying, we don't need all the rest of this. We took what we needed, excreted the rest, and that will go on all day long. Uh, the body will continue to, uh, to use uh, what's there, and then excrete the rest out. Um, so, for the most part, <clears throat> uh, most of the, uh, the of the water-soluble vitamins um, do not um, store in the bird's body uh, and are technically uh, harmful, not harmful and uh, non-toxic for the most part. Just like anything, uh, you know, uh, doing anything over the top and, and crazy. Um, is, uh, is not a good idea, okay? And um, using old vitamin packs that have been around in a feed store uh, that have been sitting on the shelf and they're now bargain-priced at uh, 50 cents is probably not a good thing to do. Uh, while you, on the surface, may be getting a, a bargain, uh, the vitamins, uh, for the most part, are sensitive to pH changes, uh, light, heat, uh, and other trace mineral additives that can be put in that may not be compatible with them. Um, so you need to, um, you know, use fresh materials. Uh, they're not that expensive uh, as a general rule, and uh, you want to make sure that you, you know, you have something uh, fresh and good for the bird. Uh, want to get some value out of what you're doing, and not necessarily home in on the uh, on the price uh, of, a pr- of a particular product, uh, you know, being a bargain. Uh, most of the of the uh, water-soluble vitamins uh, Uh, are excreted uh, in the bird's droppings uh, directly through uh, the urine. Um, um, Some of the abnormalities that occur uh, with uh, deficiencies uh, in uh, uh, the water-soluble vitamins, Uh, we can look at um, a loss of uh, neurological disorders uh, and a loss of appetite. Uh, This will happen with your uh, uh, vitamin B1. Uh, And we all know the um, curly toe paralysis that we see with the riboflavin. Uh, And um, they have a slower growth. That's your uh, B2. Um, Your uh, B3, overall weakness, slow growth, and uh, digestive orders, Uh, this would be your your niacin. Okay. Um, Things that you might see with uh, B12 uh, would be a... uh, what we call a porosis or a a, a malformed uh, leg bones. Uh, Anemia uh, is uh, when the the vitamin B12 is lacking, uh, there is a problem also with uh, fatty liver syndrome. Um, The uh, biotin uh, is a a deficiency of biotin is similar to that in humans and and dogs. Uh, You get skin lesions. you get uh, breaks in the skin, um, which lead to lesions uh, and a breakdown in the in the, uh, in the uh, um, epidermis of the of the, of the birds uh, of skin. So, uh, a lot of these um, have have issues uh, when they're um, when they're deficient. Uh, the uh, pyridoxine uh, vitamin, which would be vitamin B6, uh, can also cause dermatitis uh when it's deficient um, there can be convulsions or shaking uh and at the same time you know you have to uh look at some of these things uh neurological disorders with the vitamin b1 well what else could cause that newcastle disease could cause that Uh, merrick's disease could cause that very easily Um, uh, uh, overall slow growth uh, birds that that are slow growing uh, we have to look at worms, we have to look at coccidiosis, we have to look at the age of the bird, we have to look at how that bird hatched, if we're talking about uh, chicks and uh, things of that nature. Was it, you know, something that you had to help out of the shell? Was it something that get out on its own? Is it smaller than all of the other ones for some reason? Uh, and things of that nature. Um, when you look at um, uh, the uh, pantothenic acid, um, we see a lot of this with hatchability issues okay? Um, and we also see a deficiency in this as uh, lowered egg production, whether it be for hatching purposes or table eggs. Um, so it's my recommendation uh, when you are putting birds together for breeding purposes that uh, the birds be supplemented uh, as soon as you put them together. Um, and one of the reasons you want to do this is uh, you're asking these birds to do an awful lot. Uh, mating is different, than, than, uh, and, and laying eggs is different than birds uh, that are producing ber- uh, eggs from the table. Uh, yeah, they all come about the same way, and the physiology and the anatomy of it is all the same, but the, the pressure of uh, a rooster being in with a hen or a group of hens, and the chaos that can ensue in that uh, uh, can ma- you know, make birds move away from the food, It uh, can even make birds move away from the water, uh, depends on the pecking order within that group okay so you want to make sure you know that uh, uh, these kinds of things are not happening and uh, one of the ways to get around it when you're not able to stand there 24 7 and watch what's going on um, you can supplement in the drinking water and i highly recommend that okay and you want to supplement them for a couple of weeks before you start collecting those eggs so that all of those nutrients that you're giving the birds are transferring over to these eggs and the chances then of getting uh, uh, really good, viable, vibrant chicks from these, uh, these valuable hatching eggs that you've gone through all this trouble for, uh, you've just raised the bar so that you're going to get uh, more than likely more good, robust, viable chicks from that uh, uh, type of a situation than you may if you just let it go on its own. Uh, I see a time in and time out where folks have called me on these things and you know, when we go back and we look at it and we see the age of when the bird died in the shell or whatever, um, we see all of these uh, abnormalities. Um, don't forget it's important to interject here at the same time that, you know, we know that uh, while well, a baby chick, after it's hatched, uh, looks complete to you, but we know that the intestinal tract is immature, the immune system is immature, we know that the majority of the immune cells lie in the bird's uh, uh, intestinal tract, um, and any damage that you do to that intestinal tract when they're young like that will more than likely carry on with them for the rest of their life, which puts them behind their pen mates. They're smaller. They don't grow as well. They don't put on as much weight. They're slower to produce eggs if they ever do, uh, and all of these things. Um, so it just makes good sense to uh, to uh, get as good a hatch as you can get and uh, get as many good, robust chicks uh, out of that uh, breeding uh, stock that you've put a lot of uh, time, effort, and money into uh, you know, and, and uh, get everyone out that you can um, and um, makes it uh, easier for, for, for you to uh, get better feed conversion from a, a chick uh, that has grown up to be a, a good, solid, healthy bird that's digesting its food, that's getting everything it needs out of that food. Its growth potential is being uh, met um, but, but if you don't do these things uh, up front, you won't get that growth potential. You'll have birds that are sick. You'll have birds that are always giving you grief, um, and, and so on. Slow growers, um, you know, non-starters, uh, um, and, and all the failure to thrive. All of these things can can be really self-induced, uh, for the most part. Okay. Yeah, there are other abnormalities that can can cause some of these things, but uh, by and large, um, it's usually comes from the things that I'm talking about here okay and uh, so you, you know there's, a, there's several different vitamins uh, for instance there's a biotin the the, biotin, uh, the, uh, the b6 uh, when they when they hook up and are, are, uh, are uh, deficient uh, they both cause skin problems okay um, so uh, you know, the lack of biotin in diet can also cause depression. So is it coccidiosis or is it a vitamin deficiency? More than likely, for the most part, probably coccidiosis, but it wouldn't want to take the chance. Not for the small amount of money and time and effort that it takes to use some vitamins and electrolytes. And after you put them together for the two weeks and you put vitamins and electrolytes uh, in their water every day, um, afterward I would recommend uh, no more than three days a week uh, as long as you have the breeders together okay and certainly at any time that um, you're going to look at these birds um, and uh, uh, moving vaccinating handling um, if you're showing put them in a show box and dragging them to the show and then the stress of being at the show and then you know traveling back home uh, all of those issues um, warrant uh, vitamins electrolytes uh, being uh, given to the bird irregardless of how well you think they're eating okay the uh you know, the stresses of, of, uh, uh, of all of these things uh, usually lends itself to the bird not digesting its food quite the way you'd want it to, even though it may look uh, uh, fairly reasonable to you at that point in time. Uh, the uh, fat-soluble vitamins, uh, there are less of them. Uh, they are uh, of more concern, um, but no one should be alarmed uh, about it. Um, as far as the uh, toxicity of these vitamins, it, it does occur, but it has to be something that you would be doing over a long period of time. Uh, for instance, if I had a uh, a group of birds like I have here uh, that don't do anything, okay? I mean, they're not out there laying eggs, pumping them out. Uh, um, you know, they're mostly just laying around. Uh, they go out, they eat, and they push each other around for a half an hour in the morning, then they... They've had their fun, and they all go their separate ways, and they they walk around, they lay down, they sun themselves, uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, To supplement them all the time, um, you know, with a vitamin package, uh, I don't think would be beneficial uh, if they were, you know, uh, if they're eating okay. Uh, There's no um, uh, real stress at the end of the the day. You then would possibly run the risk over a period of time uh, if you kept it up on a daily basis of... uh, having some possible uh, vitamin toxicity with the vitamins uh, A, D, E, and K, which are your fat-soluble vitamins, okay? And um, uh, like I said, there are less of them, um, but by the same token, um, uh, equally as important uh, as the uh, water-soluble group. The fat-soluble group, again, going to be absorbed uh, and rely on uh, bile from the gallbladder and uh, uh, processing by the, uh, by the liver uh, in order to be properly uh, used uh, by the bird. So a lot going on uh, if you've got uh, issues with the bird, uh, um, you know, in any way shape or form, uh, you're going to end up having uh, some some difficulties uh, along those lines. Um, Andy, did you want to take your break now?
0: Yeah, that's fine. We can go ahead and take a break. Yep. And then uh, we'll continue uh, after the break with much more about vitamins and electrolytes. So we're talking with Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of FirstStateVetSupply.com. Visit him online. And, uh, hey, you got to use the restroom. Head on over and use it. If not, enjoy the commercial break. We'll be back right after this with more vitamins and electrolytes with Peter Brown. <laughs> You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the Dirty Waterer Zone. But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. The Bright Tap Waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen Savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hensaver aprons today at Hensaver.com. That's Hensaver.com. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfginc.com, that's w-a-r-e-m-f-g-i-n-c.com, or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Love Nest brings the natural goodness of herbs to you in your backyard with handcrafted organic blends for your backyard friends. Packaged in a resealable bag, 100% USDA certified organic, Love Nest blends come ready to sprinkle directly into the nesting R coop bedding and are completely natural and edible. There's Love Nest Chick Mix Blend, a gentle herb blend perfect for young chicks. Love Nest Layer Blend, designed to help support laying and soothe ruffled feathers. And Love Nest Critter Ritter Blend is naturally effective against those unwelcome guests such as lice, moths, and other pests. Ask for Love Nest at your favorite local feed store or visit them online at www.loveluv-nest.com. And try Love Nest Organic Blends for your backyard friends today. All right, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. We're talking with Peter Brown. Also known as the Chicken Doctor. Today's topic happens to be vitamins and electrolytes. Timely for the uh, summertime here, heat, and we all know that again, heat is far more detrimental to our chickens than the cold ever will be. So I'm going to bring him back live now, and uh, Peter, we'll let you uh, continue on. Okay, so um, we're
1: talking about the uh, water, uh, the fat-soluble vitamins, rather, and um, you know they play an equally important uh, role in. In uh, the overall health of the bird whether it be through supplementation through a vitamin electrolyte compound but even more importantly through through the birds uh, normal uh, food Uh, this is one of the reasons uh, uh, why I uh, always talk about uh, you know doing away with treats and and things of that nature um, uh, because when you give treats generally uh, you know, you're not giving uh, the appropriate amount of, of uh, vitamins, minerals, uh, amino acids uh, that birds need uh, to sustain themselves properly. Um, a treat now and then is fine, but uh, uh, constant treats on a daily basis, uh, we've seen it in many cases, we've talked about it on this show uh, more times than I would really like to count how the, uh, you know, the, the constant giving of treats uh, really just teaches a bird to hang out and not eat enough uh, until you come along with the treat because you do it at the same time every day uh, or whatever the case may be, whether just waiting for that treat that, you, that you've been giving them. In many cases, the treats are detrimental to their overall uh, health. Um, and um, when we talk about these vitamins being toxic, uh, it isn't like, you know, they eat it and uh, they die in front of you or they die the next day. Uh, but we do talk about it uh, from a standpoint of uh, uh, where these vitamins are stored uh, in the bird's body. Those organs then become, uh, uh, you know, the target of the toxicity, which is generally the brain and the liver. Okay? Those are the two uh areas of the body where most of the the fat-soluble vitamins uh, are are stored. So, uh, as we talked about, uh, the abnormalities that can come along with uh, deficiencies of the water-soluble vitamins. We'll talk about, uh, here very quickly, uh, about the uh, fat-soluble vitamins being deficient. Uh, Vitamin A, um, one of the biggest things we see is blindness in birds, uh, cataracts, uh, eye lesions, uh, and uh, it can lead to uh, uh, muscle problems, uh, twitching of muscles and nervousness and that kind of thing. And, again, you have to determine uh, whether or not you know, you're know you really looking at a, a vitamin uh, uh, A problem or are you looking at a... Um, an AE problem. If you remember, we talked about avian encephalomyelitis uh, a while back, uh, generally called AE, uh, which is a virus that can cause what we call epidemic tremor, bird shaking, um, and that kind of thing. It can cause cataracts. So you kind of have to uh, use your knowledge. Um, if you're not sure, uh, get a hold of somebody, myself, or or come back and listen to some of the archive shows here uh, to pick up that. Uh, that knowledge that you may need to uh, to help yourself uh, get through that. Uh, we talked about vitamin D uh, on many, many occasions. Uh, I don't think it can be talked about sometimes enough about how important it is uh, in the role of, of, of the bird's overall uh, good health. Not only is it a, a huge constituent of uh, a bird's uh, system when it comes to uh, laying eggs, but it's also um, – you know, takes care of their bones, gives them their strength in their bones and everything else. And uh, so uh, a, a deficiency of the of vitamin D does lead to uh, uh, weak bones, bowed legs, uh, uh, legs that uh, uh, can uh, actually be rubbery. I've seen this in pigeons where they had a vitamin D3 uh, uh, v- deficiency along with some others, and the, the legs were just... Bendable, almost like they were rubber, um, and uh, I talked about rickets before. That would be the uh, the uh, breaking of the bones on the inside of the of the rib cage and stuff. So uh, this is a, is a huge problem uh, when you run into these kinds of situations of, of this type of deficiency, and in many cases uh, the birds don't end up recovering from it. Okay. Um, One of the biggest vitamins out there, a lot written about it over the years, both human and otherwise, uh, is vitamin E. I'm a big fan of vitamin E supplementation. Uh, We also sell a vitamin E water soluble that you can dump in the drinking water when it's necessary. Uh, A lot of people will buy it from me because of birds that have rye neck. Uh, It seems to help. Uh, We also sell another one that's water soluble that is a vitamin E selenium. You just dump it in the drinking water and a lot of folks have been successful with those. So it gives you an idea of of, uh, the potency of some of these uh, vitamins, Uh, and I'll come back and talk about vitamin E uh, further here in in a little bit. Um, And obviously vitamin K, I don't think a whole lot needs to be said about it, but you're talking about lack of vitamin K leads to uh, internal bleeding. Uh, uh, Sometimes it uh, it gets out of control, and the bird can actually, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, bleed to death due to the fact that the uh, uh, the amount of time it takes for the blood to clot has been uh, increased now. So uh, uh, any injury uh, or anything like that, uh, the bird ends up with uh, uh, some real severe uh, internal problems. Uh, most of the uh, <clears throat> uh, the vitamins, whether are water-soluble or fat-soluble, are excreted in several different ways from the verb's body. This would be the excess that is not needed. Um, so it's either through the, the feces, or through the urine, uh, or, or the bile. Um, and um, uh, I can run through the list of them here pretty quick. Uh, this would be, uh, read it off my handy little cheat sheet that I made up here. Um, B1 will be both the urine and the feces, B2, urine, uh, all the way through B6. So all of those are all uh, urine. Uh, the B12 is uh, through the feces. Uh, biotin is uh, through the urine and feces, vitamin C in the urine. Um, when you get into the uh, uh, fat soluble, I had said before that um, that. um the majority of that is uh, plays on the uh, availability of the uh, um, of the liver uh, to um, to break them down uh, and and make them absorbed, and the majority of that is going to be through feces and and uh, and, uh, and bile, uh, as far as as far as that's concerned, and that's what I talked about before: enough bile being available from the gallbladder uh, and the liver. Uh, to, to process these uh, vitamins and to, uh, to break them down. But um, the, big, the big gun on the block to me is, is the vitamin E, and um, there's tons and tons of research that have been done in chickens. Uh, uh, one that I like to quote a lot is the fact that uh, uh, there are two diseases that uh, generally affect chickens uh, pretty severely. A lot do, uh, but these are fairly common, uh, and that would be uh, coccidiosis and uh, E. coli and uh, the addition of uh, vitamin E uh, to a bird's diet, supplementing it, uh, has shown over the years to, uh, to uh, combat uh, the uh, E. coli and to combat the, uh, the coccidiosis. So that's why we got a hold of the water-soluble vitamin E. For those who have severe problems with uh, coccidiosis, it may be at a, an advantage to you uh, to Uh, put some vitamin E in the water during the period of time you're treating. So you could take the vitamin E and the Amprol or the uh, sulfidimethoxine, dimethox, Albon, whichever one, and you could add that to it to enhance uh, the uh, uh, way that the vitamin E is going to help uh, the immune system uh, fight off uh, the uh, uh, oocysts that are are causing the coccidiosis and the bacteria that would be causing the E. coli and uh, there's just been dramatic uh, uh, numbers that were out uh, some years back uh, as to the, uh, the uh, uh, usefulness of the uh, additional vitamin uh, E uh, in relation to uh, helping protect against E. coli and, and, uh, uh, and coccidiosis. And what it has done is, is that when we talked about the immune system uh, uh, last week or so, we were talking about uh, the role that certain cells within the bird's body um, that are um, uh, responsible uh, for uh, alarming the immune system and cleaning up things, such as the macrophages and things of that uh, of that uh, type. Uh, and these are uh, cells that you know uh, defend. Uh, the the bird's system uh, against uh, an offending uh, organism, whether it be E. coli or coccidiosis or anything else. And uh, vitamin E uh, helps to enhance the availability more of those kinds of cells. So it has a dramatic effect uh, on the bird's uh, overall health through enhancing the immune system to uh, function in a better uh, and more viable fashion to uh, uh, to help the bird get past a particular uh, disease outbreak. So uh, I'm a big fan of it, um, have been for many, many years. Um, also, we've talked before about the deficiency of one vitamin uh, and holding up others. Well, vitamin E is such an important, and I'm not going to say it's more important than any others, but it is important and it's extremely important. It plays a huge role in helping uh, break down uh, or synthesize, if you will, uh, vitamin C, okay? And um, it also uh, helps to break down amino acids. Amino acids we talked about uh, a while back uh, when we did a, a program on those kinds of things, and they are uh, the building blocks of life. Without uh, these, you, you can't go on, whether a human or, or, uh, or, a, um, or an animal. Um and um, so it is extremely important to understand that uh, vitamin uh, E has a role in breaking down these amino acids, okay, and making them uh, readily available for the body to, uh, to continue on. Uh, and uh, there is a body of research that does show that uh, it aids in the absorption and breakdown of uh, vitamin B12, okay. And uh, so it's a very important vitamin, as are others, uh, but I think it has a little bit of a leg up on, on some of the others as far as, as that is concerned. Um, how safe is vitamin E for, for, for birds? Um, it is a very safe product. Uh, uh, the range would be anywhere between uh, roughly 500 and 1,000 international units um, uh, per pound of, uh, of diet. And there has been some some research to show, and maybe things have changed a little bit uh, now, uh, but some feedstuffs uh, or complete feeds uh, um, don't actually have enough uh, vitamin E in them. Now, things change, and different companies uh, do different things. So uh, you may find that uh, your feed is just fine. Uh, And, again, I can't, uh, you know, stress enough. Uh, the fact of using vitamins and electrolytes during times of stress, whether they be from breeding, uh, moving, handling, vaccination, uh, uh, weather, hot, cold, uh, uh, bullying, uh, the pressures uh, of uh, everyday life in the chicken coop. Uh, It should be your goal every day to make your birds as comfortable as you can make them. Uh, I'm not saying each one has to have its own lawn chair and its own uh, swimming pool, but I am saying that the less pressure you have on that flock as a whole, the healthier they are. The more room they have, the less crowded they are, the less fighting going on, the less bullying going on, um, the the less competition for feed, so by putting out an extra feeder, extra waterers, and those kinds of things uh, can go a long way to keeping the flock healthy. Because if I can't eat at this feeder, I'm going to go to the other one. If I can't drink at that water, I'm going to go to the other one. If I've got no place to go when I want to drink and when I want to eat and I'm hungry, I may decide to fight. I may not be the winner, but I still may decide to fight. It's nature. It's how they are. And, you know, we've, we've, you know, knock on wood, but, you know, these birds here, like I said, they're mostly roosters. And um, very rarely do we see anybody, you know, really get out of line. And... uh you know, it's uh, it, and they're. I don't do anything for them. Food, water, space, and a secure place to sleep at night, and a secure place to be out and about during the day. That's it. You know, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they aren't under any stress. There isn't any. You know, maybe for ten, fifteen minutes in the morning when they want to act like you know jackasses when they get off the roost and stuff. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that, that. That's a competition. You know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, putting a wing down and moving towards another rooster, he gets the point, and the other one's standing there looking I'm like, Oh, yeah, we did this yesterday. You know, what are we going to do this again today? And they walk outside and, and the whole bit. But, um, you know, so I, I truly do believe, because they're not under that kind of pressure, uh, that, you know, the the uh, corticosteroids are not being produced, the immune system's up and running. Um, and I'm telling you, these guys are geriatric. We're looking at birds here, you know, uh, you know 12, 13 years old, some of them.
0: They're there at that age, they're just like, I don't really care. Yeah, we've been
1: doing this a long time, you know. (laughs) They're like, you know,
0: another day, same old day. You're really, come on. (laughs) But
1: um, no, I think this was a good review. I think it was worth going through all of it, um, you know, um, and and talking about it and getting it back out there again. And uh, it's important that. uh, that people understand it and understand that there is something you can do things don't always have to go downhill. you know majority of the stuff by the time I get you know involved with with a lot of the people that I deal with, you know in many cases for the bird they're talking about it's pretty much too
0: late mm-hmm. they've it's already
1: late. tried all
0: the internet they've already tried all the internet remedies, but it didn't work, and then now they're like, yeah. okay, maybe I've got to do the right thing you now. So.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, for for me, it becomes, you know, trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat, trying to be reasonable about it at the same time, uh, you know, because, you know, if, if it aggravates you, <laughs> you have no idea how it aggravates me. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we it.
0: want people to know that um, at this time of, uh, really all the time, but this time it's a very, even more so important, clean, fresh, cool water, because you have talked about it a million times, once that water reaches there. Uh, that that hot temperature, they're not apt to drink it like they should.
1: The warmer uh, so, it gets, the less—that's correct. The, the 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 warmer it gets, the less likely they are to want to drink it when it reaches closer to their own body temperature. Um, I know about you, but unless I'm drinking tea for a, you know hot tea for a purpose or hot coffee, I don't want it 100 degrees. I don't.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, I just pull water out and drink it room temperature. No, I've got to have if I'm going to drink water. Ice cold water, and uh, I, I just can't drink it just off the shelf. It's just, yeah. So unless, you know, that's the only option, so um, absolutely. But, hey, and also, I want to remind everybody that uh, the summer issue last year, summer 2014, great article about vitamins and electrolytes uh, written in Chicken Whisperer Magazine by Peter Brown, and also in the current issue, 2015 summer uh, of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, there's an article about nutritional requirements for summer. Because we know they drink more and they eat less. And if they're getting the majority of their nutrition from eating and they're eating less, then we talk about having to supplement that through the vitamins and electrolytes. It all kind of comes together um, as far as the nutrition of the birds. So you can look at those articles for free at uh, chickenwhispermagazine.com. You can go and you can click on articles and you'll see them all. Last summer, vitamin electrolytes, Peter Brown, and this current issue uh, summer nutritional requirements by the poultry uh, nutritionist over at Combox. So, uh, Peter, thank you very much for joining us. I agree, uh, super topic for today, very timely for for the summertime. And um, we hope you have a fabulous week. Um, and I don't think we'll have you on later this week, uh, but we will look forward to having you maybe next Monday as uh, as well as on your regular time slot. So, um, okay. have a great week. And thank you for all you do. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye bye. That was Peter Brown also known as the Chicken Doctor. And, uh, hey, folks, um, First State Vet Supply.com is where you can find all of the products you mentioned. If they don't have it, you don't need it, and you can get in contact with Peter there as well. Uh, but if you want to jot it down, chicken DR at FirstStateVetSupply.com. Come back. 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 back, 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 back. Alrighty folks, I'm trying to line up a a repeat or a reschedule episode with uh, a top um, poultry veterinarian with the USDA APHIS program. He's on the ground uh, in Iowa with the avian influenza outbreak, the avian flu, and we tried to schedule something. I think it was last week, Blog Talk Radio out of New York had some horrible technical difficulties. I think we've gotten over that hump. So I'm working with the public information officer again with USDA trying to reschedule. I heard from her yesterday, and we're looking at this Thursday. So I'm hoping this Thursday, sometime on Thursday. I don't know if it's going to be early morning, late evening, based on the doctor's schedule. But we're going to look at uh, having them back on to give us all the latest updates from (laughs) nobody more reliable than uh, right now, uh, one of the head. Veterinarians on the ground there to have that uh, uh, and have him on Thursday and give us the latest information that they know um, regarding the outbreak here in the U.S. regarding the avian influenza outbreak. So, uh, and what they expect, uh, of course, this fall when the birds start to migrate back south. So, we're hoping this Thursday I'll keep you all informed about that on our Facebook page. And um, we'll see you there. Thank you very much for tuning in. And God bless everybody. <clears throat>